0: Hello and welcome to The Midweek Move, the podcast where we examine the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what does it mean? For the next several weeks here at The Midweek Move, we're going to be taking a different type of journey. Whereas typically we cover whole chapters, whole books, we're honing in on a couple of specific verses that cover some very specific individuals, or are they giftings? These are pastor, teacher, apostle, prophet, and evangelist. Are these offices? Or are these people? Is it possible for you to operate in more than one of these things at the same time? We're going to examine these things uh, with our friend Doug from Destiny Church in Chester, Virginia, who was with us just this past week. And we're going to ask ourselves specifically, what are each one of these things? What does it mean? What does it look like for them to operate? And... At the end of each episode, our lead pastor, Scott Etheridge, is going to walk you guys through some practical action steps on how you can walk out these things or how you can even recognize these things inside of you. So that being said, let's get into our first conversation today.
1: Hey there, everybody. I hope you guys are having a good day today. Listen, we are uh, just walking through some things, man. We are just uh, being Jesus people, leaning into the things of God, Uh, just falling in love with our first love all over again, returning to our first love, and we are returning to the first things, the basics, the foundations of the faith, being in love for the word and for uh, prayer and worship and the kingdom of God, and not just loving Jesus from a distance but an Mm -hmm. intimate love for Jesus and then loving you know it is hard to love Jesus and hate what Jesus loves and so today we're (laughs) going to talk about something very important uh, in the kingdom of God and with me is uh, my brother my friend um, just uh, uh, someone that God has knit together uh, with us and that is Doug Parker from Chester Virginia Doug how are you doing my friend
2: I am doing great today great to be among Jesus people
1: <laughs> no doubt. Hey, we are going to talk today about what we call Jesus gifts. Now, uh, to give a little bit of context in that, when sometimes when people talk about the gifts, sometimes it leans in one of two areas. Romans chapter twelve, which are grace gifts given by God, mm-hmm. and so there are certain giftings that are are labeled there, but they're kind of yeah. under this covering of grace. It's the yeah. grace of God that gives us those gifts, right. and then. 1 Corinthians 12 is the other one that normally gets brought up, and that's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Right. Again, grace is well extended by allowing the Holy Spirit to be sent to live inside of us. Yeah. That's the grace we've been given to be called children of God, that the that's Holy right. Spirit's not with us, but in us. Mm-hmm. And there are certain gifts that come that the Holy Spirit gives. Yeah. But there are some other gifts that yes. I think sometimes we forget to continue on with, and that is right. Ephesians chapter 4. And these gifts can be attributed, specifically the scripture in context says this, to Jesus. Right. Uh, because he himself, in verse 11 of Ephesians 4, is mm-hmm. talking about Jesus because everything beforehand had been speaking specifically about Jesus, about he ascended on high and he led captivity captive and all these different things. And it says he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. We call this the fivefold ministry. Right. So when you when you hear this uh, verse you will normally it will be backed up with that's the fivefold ministry. Yes. And normally Doug, we have been taught the fivefold ministry is people. It's people. It's all about yeah. titles. Right. It's all about I'm an apostle, I'm a prophet, mm-hmm. I'm an evangelist, I'm a I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a this, yep. I'm a that. And so One thing in reading all this is what we realize is that these are gifts. They're not about people. They're not really about titles, although they are titles. Mm -hmm. They're not really about titles. They're about gifts given to the whole body for a specific purpose so that we would grow up. We would mature and that it would be the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry. Right. So, it's not just for the super 12. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Or the super anointed hierarchy. Right. It's not just for the spirit-filled Pharisees. Yeah. <laughs> or the or the spirit-filled religious leaders of the day to to sit up on their high horse and yeah. be in this pyramid structure of top-down leadership. Right. These are gifts Just as God gave us grace gifts, just as the Holy Spirit gives us gifts, Jesus himself has given us these gifts. And it says, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So how long do we do this? Till we all come to the unity of faith. (laughs) That means we continue to do it. Right. Right. We don't stop right now. We don't stop here. We don't stop there. We do this until... Christ comes back back. and it says to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And so why would Jesus give us these five gifts? Well, verse 14 says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. So the head is not apostle or prophet so-and-so, right. or pastor so-and-so, <laughs> or evangelist so-and-so, the head is Jesus, it's, right? from whom the whole body, and the body is us, right? joined and knit together by whatever joint supplies according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, which means again, everyone is gifted in some way, everybody has something to give, mm-hmm. everybody has something to add to the whole body, and then it right. causes the growth of the body. Yes. Yeah. So when we look at this, Doug, When I read this and I study this, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4, these five gifts are the only ones that are spoken of that will mature the whole body. Yes, Romans 12 doesn't say that. That's correct. Now, it says that it will edify and exhort and build up an individual. 1 Corinthians 12 says that, yes, these gifts are going to be used for the whole body, right? Mm -hmm. Edification, exhortation, all those things. But this says these five gifts are going to help us grow up and mature. That's good. It's my contention that the Western church, because it hasn't recognized these five gifts, is why it is shallow today.
2: Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. I agree with you there.
1: (laughs) Because it says (laughs) that these five gifts are going to help us mature and grow up. Right. And so many times we've seen people who – don't recognize this even pastors who don't recognize the five yeah. now when we talk about the five gifts in western christianity we normally focus on one or two yeah what's the number one yeah. in the united states of america and the pastor pastor yeah. it's always been pastor centric yeah. right pastor centric pastors up here mm-hmm. and then all of us sheep we're kind of down here <laughs> right and depending on how, how gifted we are will be determined by what rung we're on on this pyramid Yes, and we've almost created this pyramid scheme, (laughs) Western Church, (laughs) in the Western Church of this top down. Yeah, not realizing that Christ is the head, right? Not one of the gifts. So, one thing that I wanted, I want you to dig into a little bit, Doug, today is these five, and in your perception, your study of the Word, what you believe the gift set is for each one of these five, because these five are not just positions title or people but i believe that everyone has access to function in yeah. one of these five right not because you're an occupational minister on staff somewhere yes but because you're a child of god right there are elements in all of us that we could right. look at and go wow man yes. that person has some major compassion <laughs> yeah that's a shepherd that's a pastor right? Right. right we can look at other people and go man i did not see that in the scripture man yes. they they just Tore that up, man. They taught us. That's a teacher right there, right? Man, that person over there, they don't even want to be around church people. They want to be around lost people. They're just reaching lost people, right? Evangelist, right? Mm -hmm. But then we get to apostle and prophet, and people start – their language gets really strange right? if they say anything at all. So in your estimation, these five gifts, what do you see as that gift – of a pastor. What are some of those traits? What are some of those things that you that when you see it you go, mm, that's a pastor. Yep.
2: I believe it, and this is interesting we're on this topic because i you know my mentor uh Bill Hammond he made a comment uh, not long ago where we're in a, a mentoring session. He said, Do you know that most pastors in the United States are not really pastors. There's some other ministry gift that haven't defined or their circle of travel is not accepted. So they just take the catch all phrase of pastor and they function out of their gifting and calling because um, because that's what we do. You yep. know, that's exactly what we do. So and we don't we haven't defined it to the point in giving them liberty to operate in their gifts and their callings. All right. So if I looked at the pastor, I would think that his the the pastors that I really see and admire are very relational. Mm-hmm. You know, pastors have the ability to go down to the ground level. Uh, just as we talked about Paul a little while ago he's pastoring, uh, converts. They go into a situation and build a relationship with them and they will see it from discipleship from the time they accept Christ to the grave, everything in between on a relationship level uh, the pastors walk in. And, and that's a, that's a, it's a great calling and it's a great gift set because a lot of the other, um, uh, Gifts don't have the ability to be so relational, so loving and so patient. So the pastor has the ability to equip you from the birth to the grave, you know, and it's a very relational scenario.
1: Yeah. And I know a lot of people struggle with that, not just pastors, but even people that are a part of churches or parachurch ministries, that if that pastor begins to function in a different gift, then somehow it's like, oh, they're not a pastor. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily true. It's. It's there. I think there are certain things. Um, there are certain giftings that, in certain seasons of our yeah. lives, are more dominant than others. Yes. Because the season of our life yes. dictates that that gift is used. Exactly. So for me, I'm a pastor. Yeah. But that's not my dominant gifting. Mm-hmm. It it's what it's what I do, but it's not my dominant gifting in yeah. this season of my life. Right. That's it's just not. Now I say that at the same time, knowing that. As this is being recorded this weekend, I'm doing a wedding for two beautiful young people yeah. who kind of were just kind of going around and just trying to figure it all out. And and God really has helped them heal and bring them together. And now they're going to do it the right way. Yes, They're going to come into covenant with the Lord oh, and wow. with one another. That's so cool. And in this, they don't necessarily need any of the other four gifts. They need pastor. Yes. And so what I'm doing with them is not any of the other five. It is pastoral. Yes. It is patient. It is walking them through a process. Yeah. It's relational. We've done premarital yes. ministry with them. So they've gotten to know us. They've been in our house. You yes. know, We've been in the living room. We've been talking about real talk. We've yes. been talking about... What does, you know, Tanya and I, 30-something years, what does that investment look like? And right. what does it look like today? And how did it get there? And yeah. what did we do at the beginning? And wow. here's some lessons you can learn, not just in what to do, but what not to do. That's very pastoral. Yes. And so although my dominant gift right now is another one of the five, yeah. I can flow in that gift because God's put that mantle on me. Right. It's not a mantle I'm trying to grab from somebody else. Yes. It's a mantle that's on me. But it's just not out front right now. But it doesn't mean I can't use it. And yes. I think the encouragement for everybody listening and watching and you and I yeah. is that we don't have to be relegated to one thing. Right. The exactly. season or the situation a lot of times dictates what happens. That's. that's I agree with you 100 percent. I You know, Dallas and I were having a conversation about uh, for me. God has, has gifted me in certain areas and then not in other areas. Mm-hmm. One of the areas that I'm gifted in is emergencies, nine one one, hospital rooms, funerals, death, yeah. being around strangers, um, natural disasters, whatever. I'm not running away. I'm running to. Okay. I have a voice that can bring peace. Yeah. Now, that's not natural for me. Right. It's, it's not. That's not a natural tendency for me. But. I don't shirk away from it. I don't move away from it. I can walk into a hospital room full of people I don't even know. Yes. They can be angry with one another. Somebody can be dying in the room, but yet the Lord can use me to bring peace in that situation. Right. And and I couldn't do that on my own. Now. The opposite of that is when things are going great and wonderful. Okay. My flesh can have a tendency to be apathetic. Oh. Because there's not a challenge in front of me. Yeah, That's right? what you mean. There's yeah. not an emergency. There's not a challenge. There's not a – and then what that can do in you is now all of a sudden you start creating your own challenges.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? That's so
1: good. <laughs> and you start creating your own challenges to be challenged, but that's yeah. not the Lord. Right. And that's always going to end bad. Yes. And so when you talk about that pastoral gift, you're on point. It is that very relational, yes. that very much, it's not a massive vision. It's mm-hmm. not a huge, massive, overreaching vision. Right. It's not, uh, it is a very uh, relational and almost a long game. Yeah. Just like definitely. you said, from birth until death, a long right. game. How many weddings have I done? How many births have I been at? Mm-hmm. How many funerals have I done? Over yes. 28 years, A lot in that, but it was always a long game. And if I did a funeral for somebody I didn't know, there was always a connection somehow from some type of long game of relationship that was built. Okay, so what do we do now? What do we do with this pastoral gift? How do we know if we have this gift? You know, so many times when we hear the word pastor immediately, you know, this is the pastoral gift is the most talked about in the Western church anyway, you hear this word and immediately you think of somebody who leads a church. And that can be um, that can be a tricky scenario sometimes because sometimes somebody has a title, but maybe that's not necessarily their gifting. Just because they have a title doesn't mean it's their gifting. And then also we can look at it as if, hey, I'm not a pastor, therefore I can't have the pastoral gift. And I don't believe that that's true according to the word of God. The five-fold ministry has really been given to us as a gift from Jesus to equip us to do the work of, of the ministry. And because a pastoral person is a shepherd at heart, then it is one of the most talked about and maybe one of the most requested gifts out of those five giftings because a pastoral person is a shepherd at heart. Again, this gift is instrumental in like guiding people through brokenness back to wholeness and healing their soul from deep wounds. But what happens when you get healed? Well, you need some of the other gifts to come in and begin to encourage you and grow you to move forward and to grow and to grow in multiplication, not just addition and subtraction. That's where the rest of the gifts come in because this gift, this this gift of pastor creates a safe environment. It creates kind of a family vibe. This gift does because shepherds by nature desire to have a pulse on every single sheep. This can also be a blind spot. So if you've got this gift, like you want your hands in everything, but guess what? It can also be a blind spot because now you're trying to do everything and you're not equipping anyone to do anything. And the kingdom of God is not just about um, being a part of what everybody's doing in the kingdom of God. Being a part of the kingdom of God means that use your gifts to equip everybody else around you to do the things God called them to do. And so this gift, although it's amazing and wonderful and sought after, there's also some blind spots in this gift as there are in every gift. Listen, the body of Christ desperately needs pastors, but they are not the gift. It is just only a gift. Sometimes in the Western church, it's like pastor, you know, just like we talked about, um, in this segment that, that pastor's up here and everybody else is down here, but that's not why that gift was given. You know, if you lean towards a pastoral gift and it's, and it's my, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say opinion, but you know, I've read the word of God and, and I've read through all the giftings and studied those giftings. And I believe that everyone leans towards, uh, a portion or maybe many of these gifts that Jesus has given us in Ephesians 4. But if you lean towards a pastoral gift, here are some indicators. Now, these are not absolutes. These are not the gospel or anything like this. But these are certain characteristics or traits or even fruit that I have witnessed through this gift. You're a realist. Like you're not, you're not into pipe dreams. You're not even really into big vision. You're a realist. Where are you? What's happening right now? That's what I want. I don't want to know what you're hoping for in the future. I don't want to know where are you right now? What's going on right now? So if you lean toward this pastoral gift, one of the indicators is you're a realist. You're not a super big visionary. You're a realist. Uh, also, you want people to make good choices. That's important to you in that gifting. You want people to make good choices choices. Now, I'm not saying that that's not, that's not an indicator of all the five gifts, but I am saying in this in this pastoral gift, you want people to make good choices. You're concerned, not really for people's situations or even their mind, but you're concerned for their emotions, how they're feeling. That's a big deal if you lean toward a pastoral gift. A, a lot of times, even in this gift, they will ask you, how are you feeling? That gift will ask you, how are you feeling? right? How are you feeling? Um, You empathize. If you lean towards a pastoral gift, you empathize. It's not sympathy for somebody, but you empathize. You feel what those people are feeling. Uh, If you lean towards a pastoral gift, you see the answers to relational breakdowns. You see relational breakdowns and you can come in and you can help those scenarios and situations. You embrace people. You make them feel welcome. You bring them into the circle. Now, if you lean toward a pastoral gift, that circle is probably not that big. It's a small circle. And, and so there's only so many people that can get in that circle. And that is one of the limitations of the pastoral gift. That's why we need some of the other gifts to come in. Um, if you, if you lean towards a pastoral gift, guess what? Another indicator is you listen a lot. (laughs) You listen a lot. Like you're not just grabbing coffee for five minutes. Right. You listen a lot. Like it's going to be a conversation and you're really not going to be the one doing all the talking. You're going to listen a lot with this pastoral gift. And here's, here's the thing. If the pastoral gift is not present in the body, people have a hard time finding healing. If the pastoral gift is not present in the body, people may not feel included. If the pastoral gift is not present, people may have a hard time healing from wounds because it takes that long game of pastor that we talked about. And this is an extremely vital role in the church body because where the apostolic gift is forward thinking, big vision, huge, massive vision. The prophet's always looking upward, not even forward, not backward, upward. The prophet is looking upward. The evangelist is always looking outside the walls, new people, lost people. Uh, A pastoral gift meets you right where you are and says, how are you? Do you want to get a cup of coffee? Like normally the prophet's not going to do that and sometimes not even the apostle, but this pastoral gift is going to say, how are you, right? Do you want to get some coffee? Listen, if you're a nurturer and you have the desires to create calmness and safe environments, this is probably the lane that you lean into. Not that you can't lean into any of the other four but this is probably the lane you lean into. So here's our action step this week in our midweek move. It's, it's always about making a move, right? That's why it's called the midweek move. We've had a moment together. We've heard some teaching. We've heard a discussion. We've, we've kind of brought it down and put the focal point. What does this gift really mean? What is it? And do I have it? Do I have elements of this gift in my life? But where's the action step? Where is the movement? So here's the action step. How can you use this gift this week? How can you use this pastoral gift? If you lean this way, how can you use it? If you don't lean this way, how can you begin to understand this gift better? And here's an action step for you. Listen this week. Listen, do more listening than talking this week. Listen to people, reach out to someone that you know is hurting this week reach out to someone that you know is hurting and maybe don't say anything just listen so listen right reach out to someone who is hurting this week can we have a cup of coffee and then do more listening than talking there's two action steps and then third allow the other gifts around you to grow this gift in you here's the issue with gifts a lot of times when our flesh gets involved Now we become proud of our gift, we elevate our gift, and now we think our gift is the only one that's needed in the body of Christ. And that's been the problem of the Western church. So pastor-centric that we have diminished the other gifts and thereby the church, the body has not grown and matured like it should. Because all five, you know, if you lean towards an apostolic gift, you can begin to think, man. Pastors have such small vision, man. They they don't really know what's going on. They're hanging out at a local cafe, eating with three people. I wanna be at a conference talking to 4,000 people. My gift is the one. The prophet's like, none of you are hearing from the Lord. I'm the only one that's hearing from the Lord. It's kind of Elijah in the cave, right? I'm the only one who's serving you, Lord. And the Lord's like, really? Seriously, that's a bit self-indulgent. Don't you think, Elijah? You're not the only one, right? There are thousands. You know, the pastor can seem like, hey, I'm the only one that really cares about people. The evangelist is like, I'm the only one that cares about lost people. And the teacher is like, they're all so shallow because they're so far up in the heavenlies, they can't even learn and have intellect. Like they need to work on their minds. You see how every gift, the enemy can try to use our gifts against us to think that ours is the most important. But there's a reason why Jesus gave five gifts to the body. So we can grow and mature, Not so those gifts can say, I'm a pastor, I'm an evangelist, I'm an apostle prophet. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, this is my title. No, five gifts given to us so we can grow up and mature and we need them all. But this week we're leaning into that pastoral gift. So listen, reach out to somebody who's hurting and allow those other gifts, people that are functioning in those gifts, the fruit of those gifts are in their life, allow those gifts to grow the gift in you. And we'd love to hear from you and just hear kind of taking these action steps, but here's what the Lord is doing as I'm doing that. So what a great midweek move. What an awesome opportunity. We're just thanking the Lord right now for the gift of pastor, that pastoral gift. We're so thankful for the compassion and the mercy of that gifting. And we're so thankful that that's one of of, of five gifts that Jesus gave us so we could grow up and we can mature in him every single day. May God bless you guys.